The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Welcome, everybody, today. Yes, this is your host, Vincent Jenna, and I am coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina, where we're still on lockdown, and it, it, it hasn't been bad here. I hope everybody out there is doing well, uh, physically, mentally, and spiritually. We really are in an unprecedented time. If you really think about this, yes, we've been through circumstances and crises before, and we always come out on the other side because that's who we are as spirits. We've got that soul behind us, and we've got the human spirit behind us when it's in match and balance, and so we always come out uh, hopefully a little bit better. We always at least strive for that, but but this is a time period where people are, number one, facing things from the old. They're not just facing new fears. They're facing old fears. They're trying to figure out where their lives are going, what they're going to do now at this point. How are we going to fare on the other side of this? Do we go back to the old normal? Do we create a new normal? We are in a place where we can really dive in introspectively and not just read a good book, watch a good movie because we have the extra time, you know, even though our hair is getting long and the nails look terrible because of the lack of manicures and pedicures, we could do more. We can take this time to transform our lives. And quite honestly, that is one of the reasons why I have a very special guest with me today here, because we're going to talk about that. But I need to talk about this special person first. Uh, you've always heard me say that when you're on a spiritual journey and you're walking a path of light, you are going to attract special people to you. Well, this was more than uh, attracting. This was actually a direction. So I, I want to read really briefly. There's lyrics of an absolutely beautiful song from Wicked. I actually sang this to this person, my special guest, when she was leaving our spiritual center. But I need you to just hear these words because they're very profound and meaningful and um, very touching if you've ever heard the song. It's, I've heard it said that people come into our lives for a reason, bringing something we must learn. And we are led to those who help us most to grow if we let them. And we help them in return. Well, I don't know if I believe that's true. I do believe that's true, by the way. But I know I am who I am today because I knew you. Yes, because I, I said to God, my life isn't going in the direction I want it to go. Bring me where I need to be, and Spirit placed me right in front of Reverend Denise Schubert. See, I choke up. Well, hold on. 
All right. Okay. I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back because she is so meaningful to me. I want to just tell you a little bit about her because she's going to really share who she is and what she's doing and, and why she was so meaningful in my life. She is an ordained New Thought minister, and she graduated from Holmes Institute in 2003 with a master's in consciousness studies, which is, that, that's an amazing master's to start with. She studied under Reverend uh, Dr. Michael Beckwith, right, at the Agape International Spiritual Center, right, which at the time was the location of the School of Ministry uh, for Centers of Spiritual Living. And since then, her travels has taken her to Northwest Arkansas, Chicago, and to our great fortune, North Carolina. And that's where I met her is when she actually just first came to North Carolina. Um, and she didn't just provide spiritual leadership to the New Thought community there. She provided change and transformation. Um, and especially because I, I, yes, I did allow that to happen because as soon as I met her, I knew there was something deep that was going on. So she has spent the past 17 years synthesizing the spiritual principles of new thought and ancient wisdom traditions and the principles um, of a success in her career as a technological executive. You've got to hear this story. It's an amazing story. And a 40-year passion, interest, and practice in the principles of the Landmark Forum. And what's been fabulous about her is, is she's, she's just not on a mission merely to awaken people to a happier, more effective and meaningful life, but also to activate the human potential within us all. That's what she did for me. She helped me activate all of who I am and my wife as well, the both of us. And we've sent many people to a center. Uh, what's been fabulous is though, even though she's been retired as an active pulpit ministry, uh, for the past five years, she's been a guest speaker and at, at all different ministries. And she has unbelievable traveling to Africa which she truly says, says that she found her soul in the African continent. And the time that she has spent there has been the greatest love of this lifetime. And she'll share some of that. So I've got to welcome you with a big hug and a big, I love you. I miss you, Reverend Denise Schubert. Welcome to the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Well, you're kind of choking me up over here. I don't oh. know how I can... I don't know how I could possibly um, step into that beautiful introduction. I love you. I know. I share. I share the meaning uh, you have given me as well. <laughs> and I'm just wow. I'm very excited to be here with you. <laughs> oh, it's it's thrilling. And you know, Denise, it's it's more important now that people hear this conversation between the two of us. Mm -hmm. Because I know your work personally, and I know what it's done for me, and I know what it's done for others that you have worked with and touched. And that's what I really want to talk to you about today, because people are in such a lost place. I, I would love to think right now that the majority of people experience COVID-19 uh, is sitting there going, oh, Oh, I'm so thrilled this has happened. I have so much more time now. And now, there are some that may be saying that, but I doubt seriously the majority are. I feel that the tension in the air with everybody. How, how do you feel it's affecting people? What do you think? 
well, I do think, you know, I, I actually do my circle of my inner circle of friends and the people I communicate with on a day to day basis are really somewhere along their own spiritual evolution. And I think that people who are somewhat awakened are looking for the blessing. You know, they're they're looking through through everything to find that which will bless them and that which will empower them to move forward. I, I do think that the world in general, like when I foray out into the grocery stores or out into other venues, that the primary conversation is one of fear and anger and upset over um, really, you know, remember the book, Who Moved My Cheese? Like COVID-19 oh. moved everybody's cheese. <laughs> yes, it did. It's a great book, too. Yes, it is. So, uh, uh, but, uh, you know, it is a time for, uh, you know, everything around us is geared towards spiritual awakening, waking up for everybody. And this is no different. It's it's just one more thing that is an invitation to people to go deeper, to find their, their, their actual spiritual essence, to begin to live from that essence, and then not to be so living from the outside in. Like, don't be so affected by what's going on out there. You know, be respectful, but not... Um, there's a something... Uh, I think it was Meister Eckhart who said the, the proof of God's... Peace is the proof of God's presence. Uh, uh, so if we're connected, and whether you believe in God or not is not relevant to what I just said, but that if we're connected to our, our source and living our life from the inside out, then these things come and go, and we are not so much uh, caught off our game. So, oh, I totally agree with that. And, and you, can, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, you can see who's caught off their game and who's not, so just like you said. Yeah. And I, I feel yeah. that. I feel that for myself and my wife. Thank you, by the way, because the, the, the faith and the strength and the education and enlightenment that I did receive from you, um, we see it present right now. And that's how you can really tell what's going on on the inside is how you're acting on the outside. Absolutely. Absolutely. And listen, for people who are on a spiritual path, and my guess is everybody who's listening to this, they're not calling unity radio, <laughs> if they're not somewhere on the, on the um, path of their own awakening. You know, a push comes to shove at times like this spiritually it's like because if we do believe if i if what i believe is true you know and i believe that we there's a power greater than myself i believe that that power is good i believe that everything's uh coming uh, the universe is conspiring for our better for our betterment i believe that everything works together for our good if that's either true or not true so at times like this my faith carries me it's like I just remember to remember that uh, I'm not in charge here, you know, and that my job is to stay grounded, centered, happy, peaceful, loving, compassionate, and kind. That's my job. Oh, and to wash uh, my hair. And yes. To, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that definitely is, is helpful, especially if others are going to see you. Um, so <laughs> yes. that, um, this that, is audio, so it's okay. Yes, it is. Uh, it's very funny. Eileen had a uh, call. She's con- she's constantly either on a conference call, and for my listeners, uh, Eileen is my wife. So she's either on a conference call, a Zoom call, a go-to-chat meeting, you know, that kind of thing. So she has to constantly look to see what it is. Is it audio only or is it audio video? Because then she has to run inside quickly to <laughs> put some makeup on yeah. and brush her hair. <laughs> 
I know. I get it. I do. You know, I just started doing this Sunday night a live gig on Facebook. So now at least once a week, I have to put on makeup. <laughs> right. I know. I know. I love it. Well, that's why I've done such few videos. You know how I do my hair. It takes me forever to do my hair. And I'm like, yeah. oh, God, I got a video to do. I got to get my hair done. But, okay, I want to jump yeah. back to something important that you said, that the universe, mm -hmm. everything conspires for our good. Mm -hmm. However, what do you say to when I say, but there is no guarantee that you reach that good unless you take the steps to get you there? Well, I, you know, the world is going to be to us what we are to the world, that we live, even though it looks like we're living in something that's um, set and real and that we're all dealing with that reality in the same way, it's really not true that the world is neutral, that... What the world is to us is personal, that we have our personal reality of the world. So, and my whole work is around context. So if you think the world is against you, you are going to get lots of evidence that, that that's true. If you think the world loves you, you're going to get lots of evidence that that's true. And I know that sounds, um, well, it's very metaphysical, right? Because it means that we are in a participatory relationship with our surroundings way more than we ever imagined. Oh, I, that is very profound. I hope you wrote that down. That has to go in your book. I hope you recorded it. <laughs> yes, it is. It's going to be recorded because that's great. This is like, don't you love when you say these beautiful things and you want to keep it for eternity? It's, it's, that's exactly how I feel. That was absolutely perfect. In, in, in different words, is that you make the world what it is based on what you believe. And, and, and in yeah. so much of my work that I do, that's exactly what I'm trying to teach people. So, yes, and, and, we're, and we're not making stuff up. We're not making it up. You know, many avatars and our spiritual teachers and brothers and sisters have said this. Jesus said it. Jesus said, it is done unto you as you believe. We, we're just now, human beings are just now... Uh, evolved, they're evolving in consciousness so that we can begin to hear these messages, no matter who says them. We can begin to hear them because, you know, we're, we're um, what, how would I say this? We're discovering that these spiritual laws and principles are as real as gravity. That's where we're evolving to. And once you get that that's true, then it reorganizes your life and your thinking, Right. Absolutely. So, so, so here's, here's the question. Um, I teach a lot about critical mass, where once we reach a critical mass, we don't have to have every single being, 8 billion people on the face of the earth, believing in the exact same way that the earthly things that are going around because of our accumulated beliefs not only your personal beliefs, but then that how it affects the earth itself. Do you feel that we are getting close to a critical mass where we can heal the earth of what's going on? Well, if you ask me, can the earth be, so can the earth become a place that is spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically healthy? I say absolutely it can. And I say, and where my work is focused is on the individual, because in order to have a happy, in order to have a physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually healthy earth, guess what? 
you have to have spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically healthy individuals because we, we together create the earth. So I would say that as more people, and I believe that conscious awakening is uh, being escalated, and I believe that more and more people are waking up. Um, I say that uh, uh, in not any kind of condescending way. Waking up is what all of us are meant to do here. Anyway, when, when the more of us, when we continue to do that, the earth will naturally begin to be a reflection of that health. Uh, absolutely. Well said again. And so, so when you look at COVID-19 as being this pandemic, which means, I mean, having affected the entire world, then that also lets us know we've got work to do. Wouldn't you say that? We, yes. Uh, I want to tell us, uh, I can't actually remember who told me this, but somebody uh, recited this kind of koan to me, and it was the Buddha. The Buddha was sitting under the Bodhi tree, as the Buddha always sits. And the plague walked past him. And he asked, the, the Buddha said to the plague, the plague, where are you going? He goes, well, I'm going to the next town to take 100 people. And the Buddha said, oh, okay, okay. So the Buddha continues sitting, the plague goes on to the town. A couple days later, the plague's walking back past the Buddha, and the Buddha says to the plague, well, um, plague, how did it go? Did you get your 100 people? And he said, well, um, I actually got 1,200 people. And the Buddha said, well, I thought you only were going for 100. And the plague said, well, I only went for, I, I got 100, but the beer got the other 1,100. No. Now, that's kind of deep, but uh, as with COVID-19, well, I'm going very deep here, maybe too much, but, but I think that fear is way worse than the thing itself. Like, the COVID-19 will come and go because that's what happens. We're going to find, you know, we'll find vaccines, we'll find ways of treating it. But that fear, the fear itself um, is almost as damaging as the virus itself in terms of people's health and wellness and sense of security and anxiety. Uh, you know, the best thing we can do for COVID-19, you and me, is keep our immune system boosted. Right. And and that's through food, you know, diet, exercise, sleep, and a good, positive expectation, attitude. Absolutely. I don't think that's too deep, Denise, because there have been so many, not just luminaries, but all the doctors are saying the exact same thing, which is why so many of them are angry the way the media is putting it out there the, with the confusion yeah. with all the numbers and stuff like that. They say we don't yeah. want this is the last time that we want to create stress. So I get that. That's um, that's yeah. very yeah. you know good to know that. So, OK, so what and wash your hands. And wash your hands. Absolutely. Well, we still have to, you, you, you go to sleep to take care of your body. You nourish your body with food to take care of it. So we're in a physical world. We're going to have to live physically. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's not a matter of fear. That is a matter of taking care of yourself because you love yourself and you love your body, right? Yeah. Yep. So, okay. So what then keeps people from getting on the bandwagon of 
making that change within themselves. I mean, you and I know this. I, I want our, our listeners to hear it again. What stops them? Because so many of them are attending spiritual centers, reading beautiful books, watching lectures, and especially all online now, but they don't find it affecting their lives in some way. What's going on? What do you feel is going on there? Well, um, so, so my work... So my, my my work in the world through my organization, which is the Life of Spiritual Power, is primarily works with shifting context, personal and global. And I'm, I just want to make this really simple for whoever's listening, that most of our deepest held beliefs and ideas, which I'm calling a context, but uh, we can call it beliefs for right now because everybody understands that, are, are, we're full, we're planted in our subconscious when we were very, very young. So I call them default contexts. They're just default, that we didn't make them. Nobody walks around and says, I just want to create a life that's miserable. Nobody says that. Or I want the world's children to be hungry. Nobody thinks these things consciously. <clears throat> so in order to, um, so if I have a context that says life is hard in, in me somewhere, I'm going to have a hard life, and it really doesn't matter how many good books I read. It doesn't really matter who my spiritual teachers are. It doesn't really matter whether I lose five pounds. What matters is that you create a new context that says life is easy because context is decisive. It determines the outcome. It determines content. So um, uh, that is a very powerful metaphysical idea, but in order to affect long-lasting permanent change in the world or in yourself, you've got to um, create a new container or a new paradigm for those changes to occur in. Uh, so I think it's just I, you know, I was a minister, I was a spiritual director for 20 years, and it's and I, I don't, I'm not really sure. It's kind of been my quest to find the words and the language and the whatever has to happen so that people not don't just want to be more abundant, they actually are more abundant, right? That they don't want to be free of their addictions, they actually are free of their addictions. So there's a gap between what people want and what they actually have. And that's where my work is in that gap. Oh, that's really interesting. It is. It is. It's within that gap. And and w one of the things that I incorporate in, which I find it interesting that you call that metaphysical concept, when in, in actuality, it's also psychological, because as a psychotherapist, if my clients are sitting in front of me and they believe they're going to be the ones that step in the hole in the middle of the street all the time, we yeah. tell them, you're going to find the hole. I mean, some way, somehow, you will find the hole to step in if that's the way you're going <laughs> to continue right. thinking. You're that's purposely going <laughs> yes, the whole world. And yes. Well, there, but that's the metaphysical concept. Yeah, right there. The whole will find you because you're asking for it. You believe that. You know, so that's why I, I'm, I, I loved so much of your work and why we connected so well and, and coming to it from the spiritual perspective that you've come to it from and me coming from the psychological perspective, it mm. meets in the same place because it really is the same idea, both spiritual. It, it's just the way people like to hear it. And I just I, yeah. that's why I love the way you speak. I love the way and you speak. 
And keep in mind that the byline to a life of spiritual power for me is three very important words, which every masterclass, everything, everything I do mentoring lives in these three words, vision, which you can also uh, replace that word vision with passion or possibility. But the words are vision, commitment, congruence. So mm. I would say that n- nobody short of vision, passion, or uh, dreaming, right? Dreaming of a better something. Not everybody's so good at commitment and congruence. But without con- commitment and congruence, nothing changes. That's it. That's just all. Uh, just so that you know, and so that the listeners know, I have taken um, Denise's Life of Spiritual Power. At, at, at that time, it was Life of Power, Life of Spiritual Power class twice because it was so incredible. And so that you know, Denise, in so many of the people that I work with, Mike, whether they be my clients or whether it be at an event or something, I pass along those three words and say how you are the one that taught them to me and that they're in your program mm-hmm. and how important they are because it's it's true it's it's that's uh, to me that is one of the reasons why religions fail because they were once a week commitments that you come mm-hmm. you sit there and during that time period you're as spiritual as anything then you get back into your your car and it might have a shotgun sitting in it because that uh, the area that you come from or you're cursing at the person going out of the parking lot because you have to get home to make your spaghetti and um, they cut you off and, and and there goes the spirit right out the door as yeah. you walked out the door, it's that's not congruence or commitment, right? That's, right. I, that's why that's I right. love those words for you. We're coming up, up to the break, and 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 just before we go, I want you to give out your your website, and um, oh, okay. you do have a class coming up. We're going to talk about that program and how you wound up developing it. You did start to mention it, but what's your? How okay. can people get to learn more about you, Denise? All right, so you can go uh, to www.deniseshubert.com, and Schubert is spelled S-C-H-U-B-E-R-T. That's it, deniseshubert.com, and you will see my face and everything, and the face of many lions, uh, many lions and giraffes as well. Uh, but you'll also see every chance and possibility you have to get in touch with me. That's fabulous. And I do also want to talk about your adventures in Africa because that certainly was a soul a connection for you. And and see, that's what makes me believe in past lives is like, why do we go to certain areas and something touches us so deeply if we hadn't been there before some other time? So this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. We have special guest Reverend Denise Schubert here. Please come back. And on the other side of commercial we're going to be talking more about how you can make those goals and dream of yours turn into something real and uh, thank you for joining us today we'll see you in just a moment discover the power within Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Yes, welcome back. 
Um, if you are just joining us on the Stop Stopping Yourself show, I have special guest, Reverend Denise Schubert. You need to go back and listen to the beginning part of this when the podcast is, is uh, loaded. There, uh, this is an amazing, um, gosh, it, it's spiritual catalyst. I, I really believe that, Denise, that you, you wound up becoming a catalyst for us to reawaken, to connect, to truly understand um, who we are and what our potential is. Um, I, I did want to bring up during the commercial, we talked about your Sunday Night Alive events every week. Uh, please tell us about that and, and how the listeners can join you on that. Yes, it's just, it's called Sunday Night Alive, a little spin on Saturday Night Live. Cute, huh? Sunday Night Alive. Yes, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a um, a forum for pra uh, conversations about practical spirituality or conversations that matter. Um, it's 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's on Facebook Live, so you can go to my Facebook page, with, which is a a spiritual life of power. Watch it. You could like the page or. We become a friend, then uh, they'll be posted out to you, of course. So 5 p.m. Sundays, every Sunday, 5 p.m. Facebook Live. Every Sunday, 5 p.m. And I would recommend going and listening. Um, while, while Denise was here in the Raleigh area, she was holding those um, live in person, and they were absolutely fabulous and very informative, again, and enlightening. And, um, and, and that's one of the other reasons that I love you is that you take everything that can sound negative and you take the negative out of it. It's, it's, it's like you, you actually turn it into what it's meant to be for us. Again, opportunity and maybe just a reflection of, of, of how we're seeing things that we don't need to see it that way. So we talked before on why people are, you know, have a difficult time and why people uh, may not be able to apply or see the world as you and I see it. So what are some of the steps that they have to do? And, and, and I know that you have this wonderful program, and I do want you to talk a little bit about that as well. But what are some of the beginnings? What do we do to get to that other well, side? Well, you know, so a, a life of spiritual power is a life which is at peace with the past, number one. I'm going to read this to you. A life of spiritual power is a life which is at peace with the past, is committed to consciously using spiritual laws and principles to architect a future experienced as authentic, happy, and meaningful, and strives to join others in creating a world that works for all. So I would say the very first step, you know, it's like a light. I think every person has a light switch on their body somewhere or in their heart or in their brain. And the light switch has to do with um, letting in the idea that things aren't the way that you think they are. Because, you know, if I have a context that says my life is hard, that does not in any way mean that life is hard. Life is not hard. It's only hard to you, right? It's like when everyone thought the world was flat. There was no truth in the world was flat. It didn't make it real. It was just a context. And people behaved accordingly as if it were true. That's kind of true with our whole life. All the things we say, life is hard, I'm not worthy, 
I'm not good with money, I can't have a great relationship. That's, none of those things are true in the world. They're just true for the person who says them. One, so the first step is, got it. And the first, so the first step is just yes. to even entertain the possibility that you're not right, that maybe there's something you don't know, the knowing of which would transform you. Like you become open. Um, and once that opening has happened, then the path is made clear for the journey to begin. And I would say the first step on that journey is to make peace with the past. And depending on your past, that could take a day and it could take two years, right? Depending on your past, depending on what happened to you, what you said about what happened to you. But it's really the very first step. <clears throat> Um, so would you say that the first step then by becoming at peace with your past, it's kind of like clearing the slate? Well, uh, yeah, yes, because until you, until you do that, you're not available. Until you do that, the past is running the show. Until you do that, all those subconscious, unconscious default contexts will continue to run the show. So, and we want to create something out of nothing. You want to create a future, like you don't want an incremental creation. You don't want to go, you don't want your past to continue to inform what's possible for you. You want to create something out of nothing. You know, That's you want right. to, uh, and from a spiritual perspective, I can say this on the show, you know, in the beginning was the word. God peopled the universe with its word. Let there be light. Let there be people. Let there be tigers. Let there be flowers. You and I, made in the image and likeness of that creative energy, we people our universe with our word. So we need to learn how to create. We need to learn how to speak a creative word, not a rerun word. Right? Because as long as the past is running wow. the show, there's no creation. Yes, I see. I always love that. And I am coming from the same place with you on that. Tell me if this sounds the same of what you just said about clearing that that past or being mm -hmm. at peace with it. I liken it to say you've got a whiteboard and you write every single negative experience you ever had on it. Then you try to change it by taking pretty pictures and painting it and, and, and pasting it on top of the board. That even though you may be attempting all those wonderful principles and ancient principles, still nothing is going to change because underneath there is, is really the writing, is, is, is your real context of, of what you were talking about. Is that true? You have to just literally wipe the board off before you paint on the pictures. Well, yes, yes, and but you don't have to. It's you know, it's um, it's another beautiful sentence in the in the Bible. I'm not really a Bible person, but I love its intent, which is that once I'm going to re paraphrase it actually, that once you awaken to your true identity and step into your own personal life of power, everything the locust ate is returned to you. So once that switch is mm. on. You can view the past. Nothing changes in the past. You know, listen, if you had a mother who beat you, you had a mother who beat you. So getting spiritual or awakening isn't about denying that. It's about it not, it's about it um, being what it was and you letting it be there. You know, here's, I said this the other day that I was deeply asleep for 45 years of my 70 years. 
I should have, well, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday to me. I was deeply asleep for 45 years, meaning I had a story. I stuck to it. I was not particularly happy. I certainly wasn't creative. I certainly wasn't grounded. I was way too heavy, smoked too much, had an addiction-riddled husband. it, It was just what it was, right? So, and even though now that I'm at peace with that past, I treasure it. So I treasure my first 45 years as being meaningful to who I am today. But I'm telling you, I have loved the last 25 years. I mean, loved them. Right? Right. I can see that. They've just been extraordinary years of being and becoming and exploration. There's been no rerun. It's all been an act of creation. And that's what's available to people. So it isn't, you know... I don't know that you wipe it clean like it never happened, but you just, you get complete with it. You let it be. Anything you can let be can let you be. Right. Yeah, I I speak of the emotions of it that you can release um, of the past. Yes. So so the first part is become at peace with it. Right. So become at peace with it. Then what's the next thing? Well, then I would, uh, then we would uh, begin to explore the meaning of context, which is also part of that conversation, but to learn how to be a conscious context creator. So, so once you, uh, you don't really have to know what all of your old default ones are. It's not necessary. You mostly need to learn how to create new ones. You know, one of my, uh, one of my favorite quotes is Victor Hugo's, um, there's nothing as powerful as an idea whose time has come. Uh, and these ideas, in my interpretation of this quote, are you know our ideas for a better life, for a better job, a good relationship, a healthier body, and we need to learn how to cause those ideas to actually manifest. Uh, and the actual manifestation of those ideas is through being a conscious context creator and then committing to that which you've created, take a stand for that which you've created, and walk in the walk in integrity with it. So it's kind of a threefold process. Mm. How? That's really what the master class is about. It's really about wow. going through that whole process. That's the master class, but it's, it sounds like everybody needs to be taking that master class. Uh, it's not only for masters, it's to become one. <laughs> nah, that's it, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It wasn't meant for just a smart one. <laughs> I know, really, but certainly it helps if you're smart, you would take it. Um, so you did, so you have an actual program then, so the Life of Spiritual Power is an actual program you can take. Are you, are you going to be teaching it at all? Share that. No, I- it starts on May 23rd. It's an eight-week, called the eight-week spiritual life of power masterclass. It starts on May 23rd, which is a Saturday. It's Saturday mornings. It's a Zoom class from 10 to 12, uh, and it will be um, it will be two hours live, and then whatever the materials are, they'll be made available to the students, whoever's taking the class. Uh, it's Zoom, so there's really no limit to how many people can join me. I think. Whoever wants to can. It's three hundred dollars for the eight weeks. Um, yeah, we're taking that's amazing. Yeah, we're taking a week off for the Fourth of July, so it runs through July eighteenth. 
And I am, I am, I am telling you, this is a powerful class. I mean, I don't sell anything on my shows. I'm telling you right now, and this isn't about selling anything. This is about transforming lives because that's what this show is about to stop stopping yourself. Um, and it's so <laughs> worthwhile when you can finally meet somebody who, who knows the information. There's so much out there. That's the other yeah. problem, Denise, that, that people don't know what to take, what the difference is. But it really sounds like you go from basics. So you said you go from nothing to everything. So then you take them from basics to advance advancement in the same program. That's what that's what I experienced anyway. Wouldn't you say that's true? It is. And actually, it's both a curse and a blessing that I pack. I pack a lot in. You know, I, I've always done it, even though I would do my 25 minute talk at church and my 25 minute talk should have really taken three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. Just, I do. But it's just how I roll. You know, it's just kind of what I do. You know, people, if people Sunday Night Alive is free, I mean, I, I do it on a love offering basis and invite people to support the work, but it doesn't cost anything to for Sunday Night Alive. It doesn't cost anything to go to the, my reflections on the website. So uh, not everything has to have a fee attached to it, uh, but the class is uh, $300 is nothing for an eight-week master class, so it feels quite reasonable and fair. And um, But so, how, you know, I believe that when the people will find each other, when it's time. Not to mention that you sound a lot like actually Jesus did. And and to me, <laughs> yeah, I have to have, oh, please, I, please. no, 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 no. Let's bring him oh, down to Jesus our level. Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, he had the hair for goodness sakes and blue eyes. It had to be, he had to be a woman based on the way we look at him. But, but what Jesus's greatest success was that I believe is he believed so wholeheartedly, number one, in his faith and his beliefs, but number two, in people and theirs and being able to, that they can change. And where I see your success coming from and why you can jam in so much is because you believe in them and that they can do this. And because of that, it actually makes people believe in themselves. Um, and I do see that as a great success of yours. So, it's so, so, funny. so funny. Go, go ahead. It's so funny, Vinny, I have to tell you that I was, um, I served as a chaplain in an emergency room trauma hospital for a year. And my supervisor was a really uh, older, uh, true diehard Baptist minister, right? And we, he just got to know me. We were talking, and he sat me down one day, and he said, tell me about your church. Tell me about what you do. So I explained everything and, he, and about who we were, who the congregation was. And he goes, this is what he said to me. He goes, oh, you're like Jesus. You go after the ones who are, who, you go after the ones who are hungry and tired and seeking. That's what he said. It's <laughs> like, oh. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, then. This is like, oh, you just, you see? So you've been likened to Jesus more than once. <laughs> and there's, and you know what? That's, there's nothing wrong with that because those are, you know, we have some great spiritual teachers here. So speaking of the spiritual teachers, yeah. you had this incredible spiritual experience by going to Africa. What took you there and what keeps taking you back? Well, you know, in two so in 2014, I uh, I began to feel like I had less time in front of me than behind me. 
for whatever reason. You know, I felt like I became keenly aware that there were things uh, that I wanted to maximize my uh, next 20 years. And I got a group on to, for a 14-day trip to um, South Africa and uh, to South Africa for not too much money. And I called at my time, my assistant minister, Dusty Ripplemeyer, I called her and I said, do you have any interest in doing this with me? And she said, yes. So we went and that was September of 2014. And by the way, so this is now, well, that was my first trip. I just completed a whole month in Africa last December. I was there, I went there with Nat Geo Wild for an mm. expedition, it's my ninth trip. And I just have to, what I, I really just, you said it, you read it from my, my website that I just kind of discovered what it meant to be. I, I understood what being meant rather than just doing. Like I was able to um, tap into a place in myself that was pure and unfettered by my own ego or my own sense of accomplishment or having to make things happen. Like there, I just looked, you know, I just sat in a vehicle look, gazing into the eyes of a lion and I just found myself and I just hunger for it. I just hunger for it always to really return and to be back in that place. And I'm a, wow. a, I'm a quite good uh, amateur photographer. <laughs> oh, you are excellent. You're not quite good. You are excellent. Those pictures need to be in National yeah. Geographics. Yeah, so uh, if you go to my website, people go to my website, you'll see a handful of them that I put up uh, just for fun. Uh, but, it, it, you know, it's just you, you get a perspective on this planet and on life when you get out off the hamster wheel of your life. So for me, it represents a time when I truly got off the hamster wheel because it is so far away, so disconnected from everyday life to really be out in the African bush. That's really... It's just extraordinary. Wow. And I hope I'm putting together a group to go again later this year, I think, if COVID-19 will allow us to travel that way. Um, but another trip oh, wow. to Africa and Botswana up to the Okavanga Delta, which is, I've been there before, but it's a really unique ecosystem that everyone should see. So. Oh, my gosh, that sounds amazing. And you've gone from Silicon Valley to the African plainlands. Can you, <laughs> exactly. how, how did you do that? How did you go from, I know you started talking about it in the first half of the show, um, uh, what you were going through, but you were a corporate executive in Silicon Valley, weren't you? I was a technology, I was a technology director, uh, actually a CIO, a chief information officer for a multi-office law firm in Los Angeles. And, in uh, Los Angeles, at, okay. Yeah, and I started my spiritual path and serious speaking there in Los Angeles at Agape. Um, and I don't know. I it, I knew the moment. I knew very quickly that that was my uh, my path in the second half of my life. So I just did all the things I needed to do: take classes and um, and I continued working all the way through till I got my ministerial license in 2003, and then I resigned. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Started doing so, this. 
Okay, so you, it, not to make it sound like one day you were walking down the street and you saw the Agape Center and you just walked in there. Mm. What got you there? I mean, here you were in a successful yeah. position, which so many people yeah. are at work. They tell me all the yeah. time, oh, I've got a good job. I'm making good money. What made you go to and seek out something new? Well, I was married at the time to my favorite husband who also happened to be uh, pretty heavily addicted to um, serious substances. I myself was heavily addicted to cigarettes and him. Um, wow. And, uh, uh, and we were having real serious problems. And I, I thought we needed a community. I said, well, I can't do this with you. I, we need to find a community. I need other people. So we started, he was Catholic and I was nothing. I was really had no spiritual background. So we started church hopping. And one day we just found ourselves at Agape and there was something in what I heard there that just resonated with me personally, like I knew it was the answer to my prayers. And so I was a full body yes to continue to go there and explore. Uh, uh, my husband was not, uh, so I went, he didn't, and at some moment we divorced. Um, but that's really what started it. and. I just kept going. I kept going every Sunday. I cried every Sunday, really, for a year. Um, but then I started taking classes, and I started uh, participating with people. And it just one thing led to another, and I just um, ended up on this path, doing this work. And it's been extraordinary. It has been extraordinary, and you are extraordinary. Yeah. And I, you know, keep singing your praises. But you've got to understand, and everybody has to understand out there that there are going to be those people, the lighthouses, the the you know the, that I refer to them, um, messengers, whatever that help. It's it's why we have seen some throughout history, from Jesus oh, and before oh. Jesus to now. Well, go I ahead. Have to tell you. I have to tell you that this year, I truly do walk my walk. So this year, not only COVID-19, but in January, I lost my job, my work that I came down here for. My sister had a stroke. My favorite sister, younger sister, had a stroke. And I had to euthanize my cat. And then I got um, uh, locked into my house, right, with COVID-19. And one day, I thought, you know, and I was suffering a little bit. It's like, wow, wow. It's like, how do I handle the emotions? How do I handle the emotions? How do I see this? And I got called to drive to Naples to listen to uh, Panache Desai speak. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes, Panache I do. Desai. Yes, of course. Yeah, recently he's been well, on a lot. Well, I, I drove down there to go to a workshop of his, and I'm telling you, I was called to do it, and I was lifted. I don't know what he did. I don't know what happened there, but I left all the baggage I came in with there, and I did not come home with it. So I hear what you're saying when you say that people are called into a teaching or a teacher or where they need to go. So. And you know what, Denise, there's also a lot of people that I've been coming across, because I'm right in the middle of teaching a course, Discover Your Soul's Purpose, right? And then with your program, they can jump right from my program to your program, because once they <laughs> discover their soul's purpose, they use your program to get it to, to come to fruition. So <laughs> they, they need that. But, but, um, but yes, now I forgot where I was going with that for a moment, is... Um, 
oh, people are seeking to help also. They want to get into being able to help others and and be some of those catalysts. And I can see that opening yeah. up now. And they but they truly have to believe of the, themselves that they can do that that it's okay to believe that they can do that for others. Absolutely. It's like giving yourself permission to be awesome. Oh, I love that you said that. You have to give yourself permission to be, uh, you know, our ego would never let us think that we're good enough or smart enough to really help other people. So that's why we have to let the, we have to get past the ego into the spirit and really just live from that place. Yeah. See, that's the difference is living from the spirit versus living from the human mind. And we we have the capacity and the free will to do either. It's examining your life right now to see which is the path you'd rather be taking. Do you want to keep hurting and feeling suffering and be unhappy and be unfulfilled or do you want a fulfilling life? And so you truly believe that and you really hold on to yeah. that. Would you would you say your corporate experience has helped you with your spiritual experience? Well, only from the standpoint that it keeps me grounded. So one of the things one of the things I think I bring that people appreciate is I'm very practical and pragmatic. Like I'm not I'm not um, I'm not out there too far, right? So I can really communicate to all people really and, and you I, are absolutely right about that yes yeah you yeah. are not in woo-woo land I no i can say that yes you are not in woo-woo land no but you see but you reach you reach in all aspects body mind and spirit you even uh, your words are so eloquent and i can't believe we're at the end of the show right now but again yes we go to uh denise right and that's s-c-h-u-r-b-e wait so you spell it for me i don't have it in front of me b-e-r-t h-u-b-e-r-t right of course how can i forget that and uh, your sunday night alive which is at 5 p.m eastern correct yep 5 p.m okay yep starts this sunday fabulous thank you go ahead what were you going to say real quick no oh no no you you are welcome thank you so much for your time for sharing thank you my listeners for listening Uh, pass this around download the podcast um, and go to denise's site and check it out and go listen to her on sundays so this is the stop stopping yourself show i'm your host vincent jenna thank you for joining me today have a very safe healthy and blessed week we'll see you again next week Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.